I will absolutely be continuing to remind all of you that things take time. But in five years, you'll wish that you had started today. So instead of telling yourself, can you show yourself? Meaning, what can you do right now that will move you in that direction? It's cool to plan, yeah, but the real money is in action. Are you doing the thing? This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. One. Hello, friends. Maestro here, bringing you the final long episode of 2020, which realistically, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't mean, mean that much because we got another episode coming out on Thursday. Shorty, but still, another episode coming out on Thursday. But switching it up for this final episode, and full disclosure, it happened because I couldn't get the scheduling and such together. I tried to record with my homies Meredith and Alex and the universe just didn't want that. The internet connection was shit and for any of you that are thinking about starting a podcast, record it well the first time. If it's kind of cutting in and out, if there's echoing, if there's delays, don't record it. You can't do but so, you can only do but so much with editing and if you have an editor, it's it's a lot to, to ask them to try and do that. So if you can't record it well, don't record it. So we said not to record it. They will kick off the new year, but I'm going to be doing this final episode, just me, myself, and I. Rupert is in the room, so hopefully I don't have to stop this to let him out, uh, but that's that's who's going to be on this final episode. Like I just said, Meredith and, Alice, Meredith and Alex will kick off the 2021 season of, of podcast episodes, and remember, I am cutting down the number of long episodes per month from four sometimes five, to two. It'll be the first and third Monday of every month. Some Mondays have, some Mondays, some months have five Mondays. doesn't matter. We're just going with the first Monday of the month and the third Monday of the month. Okay. So what I want to do in this episode is just give you my year in review. Kind of going to mash it up like you do at the end of the year and you're like, this is my top 10 episodes. But instead of doing that, I'm going to talk about my year and I will tie in the the episodes, the episode numbers. And of course, my amazing editor, Courtney, will add them, will link them in the show notes for you. All right. So 2020 started off amazing. And let me just actually put this out there. My 2020 was amazing. Like, I know we're supposed to say and we should say like there's a lot of bad things. And yes, I acknowledge that there were a lot of bad things. But for me personally... Uh, my year was very, very good. So 2020 started off on a boat. I, I was in Mexico, and I did an episode. I actually, I didn't write this number down. I'm sorry, Courtney. Uh, I did an episode. Did I, did I do an episode? Maybe I just did it on Instagram. Uh, but I, I actually asked about what you folks thought about, you know, and I asked Jill about spending so much money and for my, my 35th birthday to go down to Mexico early because with Rock Tape, we do the Instructor Summit every year. 
and we do it in Mexico. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go down a few days early and I'll spend my birthday there. I'll spend New Year's there. But it was like the biggest, you know, trip expense just for me that I'd, I'd ever done. And I was like, oh, I'm nervous. And Jill was like, you know, I don't think she stole this quote from Danny J, but, you know, a closed fist lets no money out, but it also doesn't let any money in. And I was like, you are right. So I booked that trip and Allison, my self-appointed mentor and just one of the shining lights, North stars in my life, she rented a boat and we did like a, you know, tour, cruise, whatever you want to call it down there and had amazing fish tacos and she got me a like a Nalgene gun not Nalgene like a like a Yeti kind of thing with Maestro logo and it was just amazing like it's it was just everything I'm you know I'm all about the sunsets and I'm all about uh, being not in the water but I like to be near the water and the beach and it was just perfect uh Allison if you ever listen to this I love you and thank you so very much just for everything you do so I started 2020 off on a boat, and my word for the year was bold. Allison's daughter, Addie, actually made like those intent bracelets, and she gave me one, and that was the word that I chose. It was bold. And for me, uh, the whole goal was that every decision I made moving forward, I acted in a bold way. I made the bold choice and, and decided to play big. And part of that came from the previous year, uh, Rockstock and we had like we we're on the fire around the fire talking and people were thanking me for how I was showing up and I was just like I gotta go bigger because I, I know I'm not playing as big as I can and if this is helping people imagine what if I, you know how much it could help people if I really stepped into this and everything so that was my word and I really do feel that I left, lived into that lived up to that word lived into that word whatever my goals going into 2020 were Namely that I wanted to travel less and I wanted to have all my business stuff more front facing, uh, including like doing more webinars. I wanted to really move away from the movement space. Like I, I know that it made a few people unhappy, a little bit upset, but for the most part, y'all have been amazing and just were like, yes, like and following me still, even though they're like, you're like, I'm not starting a business, but I still love this. So super supportive there. But that was really my goal was I wanted to travel less, which we see that worked out great. Just, you know, I've been doing the travel thing since 2015 and as amazing as it is, actually, no, holy smokes, uh, 20, I think I took the course in 2014, so maybe the end of 2014 even, jeez, when, I gotta go back and think about that, uh, 20, either 2014, 2015, so either way, I've been doing it for a long time and in the beginning it was amazing and I loved it, but it does get old, living out of suitcase and you just want to, especially now that I live in the South Bay, like when I was living in New York City, I didn't really like it and the weather was getting to me. And so I was like, yeah, send me away. I'll travel. I'll get to meet new people. I'm going to grow this, this brand. And it was amazing. Rock Tape literally gave me wings. But my goal was really travel less. I want to have my business stuff, my online business stuff and helping people with that to be more front facing. Uh, because I, I did try to pivot actually a little bit before. And it didn't, it didn't work. Like people weren't ready. I wasn't ready. Namely, I don't know if it wasn't people weren't ready. I wasn't ready to just be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. So I was like, I'm, I'm ready to do this more. I wanted to uh, stop or at least decrease the number of my in-person teaching, both for my maestro course and teaching with rock tape. So nothing really got too disrupted because I only had three courses with, with rock tape on the books. And one of them got done before everything shut down. Um, but I was already like, I'm pulling away. I'm going to kind of pass the torch and create space both in my life uh, and in 
in rock tape so that other people could be doing this uh, because like I said this company gives you wings and I, I just was like it's time for someone else to get these wings uh, so just a little episode drop in there episode 265 I talk about making space uh, so if you want to check that out it will be linked in and making this pivot uh, it was largely forced by by Rona and I won't say I don't even know force is the right word it was enabled by Rona, I, as soon as it hit, I was just like, this is it. I'm doing this. I don't want to be talking about movement. I, I don't enjoy talking about it. It doesn't light me up. And there are plenty of other people out there who still really love talking about it. And I will connect you happily, gladly with those people. So when Rona hit, I was like, here we go. Let's make this pivot. And basically never looked back. I also had the goal of doing more webinars this year, which I did a bunch more. Uh, and everybody did a bunch more. But that was the goal coming in. Because I do really like the ability to, number one, speak to, interact with a large number of people. As introverted as I am, when it's through the screen or if it's like for a, a, call, like a performance, right? I love when there's a lot of people there. So a webinar allows that. I also love being able to spread, spread cost across. And when you do something like a webinar, you can still make great money, but you don't have to charge that much. I can charge $25, $35, $40. It's very accessible for people, and you can get a lot of people in there. It's a two-hour thing. It's very digestible as well. Uh, you know, I was doing those longer courses, and I did switch my in-person course and pivoted that and made it online. Thank you to my New York City folks. Just always so resilient. That was the first course I was supposed to do uh, with traveling for Rona, and clearly that Rona hit, and it didn't. We couldn't do that, so pivoted with that, brought it online, and taught it a few more times after that, but it was just like, this is not where my heart is at. I actually added a digital business component or an online business component to that class, and I loved teaching that the most, and I was like, this is a sign. Like When something lights you up, follow that light and right? run after it, so I, I, I did a few of those online courses and was like, this is it. I don't, I don't do this anymore, uh, and really did the 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 pivot into online business and doing the webinars that have been all about business and some component, um, which have just been amazing. And I'll probably continue to do them into, into 2021. I also doubled down on my Instagram intensive. Uh, like I said, I stopped teaching the online, other online courses. I didn't, wasn't teaching for rock tape, right? So rock tape moved online and I was just like, let other people do it. I know that they need it. They want it. That's not where my heart's at. And again, that, that idea of creating space, it can be really, really scary. I sent my, my, my ultrasound, my portable ultrasound unit, I sent it to Jamie Moore. If you're listening, love you, bro. I sent it to him. And it was kind of like, whoa, like this is like this really tangible passing of the torch. Like I'm not teaching for rock tape, so I don't need this thing. And, and Jamie is teaching and loves this and he does need this. So creating space there and that allowed me to do my intensive more, which I freaking love. Uh, we're going to start round seven which blows my mind. We're going to start round seven uh, in, in like two weeks in January of 2021. So creating that space allowed me to actually make this pivot and, and do more of my online business coaching, uh, do, do the, run the intensive more, run more webinars. And it's, it's just been phenomenal. I also started the mafia, my maestro mafia. I started in, in January, February of, of this year. And that was probably my first foray into Stepping into that role of like, hey, yeah, we're going to talk about online business, digital business, and I'm going to lead, and I'm going to lead from the front. And it's been nothing but remarkable. And 
I, I just brought Lauren Caselli on for an episode. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I did bring just, just bring Lauren Caselli on for an episode, and it was great. And we talked about community. And I love how she spoke about true community is not just a group of people that you learn with. It's a group of people that you learn from, right? It's like this shared resources. And as I'm listening, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is what the mafia is. Like, it's not the maestro show. And I love to call it the mafia, not just the maestro mafia, because yeah, I do lead some of the calls, but... We have two calls a month, and the second call is somebody else. I bring someone else in so they can talk and they can learn. And during the rest of the you know days in the Facebook group, people talking to each other and learning from each other and, and helping each other out. And it really is a community thing. It's not the maestro show. So that has been one of my my biggest endeavors. And just like I was literally in the computer coding things. Um, shout out to my boy Joe for helping me out with that, my computer guy. I also, I look next in the list, I also bought Peggy this year. So grew up, I, I got Peggy, you know, she was leased because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to love her. Pfft, clearly obsessed. Um, so yeah, that occurred earlier this year as well. I met, met, quote unquote, Winnie Lingovic, who I would say her and uh, James Olivia Chu Hillman have been the two biggest influences and new faces in my my orbit ecosystem universe this year. And they've had both have them have both of them have had a profound impact on me. Uh, and I met Winnie through uh, Dr. Laura, which has just been incredible. So if you listen to episode 194, that's the episode with Winnie. I actually brought her in to speak to the mafia right in the beginning when everything was kind of going wild uh, with with maybe with with Rona. Yeah, I think it was Rona and brought her to speak and I have just since then, everything I do, I think about what is useful and usable and needed right now. She says a million profound. Every day she says something profound. But I took that away and it stuck with me. What is useful and usable and needed right now and how you show up for your people. So just absolutely incredibly, incredibly grateful for having met her. Uh, one of the biggest things that's helped out with this year was being having my financial house, I guess I'll call it that, my financial house in order. And that started last year. And I, I brought on my accountant, Sandy York. If you listen to this, if you listen to any amount of time, you know Sandy. Uh, she's Fit Money Coach on Instagram. I brought her on twice this year. She's episode 174 and episode 222. Uh, so maybe she might be, she might have been on here for three times because I'm, I'm not sure if I brought her on last year as well, but that's what happens when you do a lot of episodes. But I brought her on in the beginning of the year because I knew what it felt like to like start having things in order and how safe that felt. And so I really wanted to bring her on. She, she's one of the first episodes this year because I was like, let's hit the ground running. Let's hit this year running and get things in order and, and start saving money and have things in place so that if something happens and then look what happened and if something happens, you're okay. Uh, so I brought her on 174, uh, episode 174 and episode 222. I brought her on twice. And absolutely having that you know, financial house in order has been you know, a lifesaver, game changer during this time. Yes, my business wasn't as affected because of so many things having been, been put in place way before and having the eyes and having the audience to really allow for my, my, my switch into the online space, having already been largely in the online space and having done online stuff for years. So I was really set up for this, but the financial part really, really helped things out. Um, and tying into that, and I think I, I did a post about this, 
uh, it's really, I'm not, I was actually in the last episode, maybe a short episode. Having things in place financially has really allowed me to show up for my family in a way that I like showing up for them, which is financially and being able to give them the things they need when they, when they need it. And I have two amazing nephews and basically I'm like, if my sister needs anything for them and you, you saw my sister's is brilliant. She needs anything for them. I'm like, just let me know. It's done. And I have a younger brother who's like Mr. Bodybuilding. He's just crushing life. Uh, and it's, I get to pay for his, his membership to his gym every year. And to me, I, it's literally, I get to. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, you don't have a job. Or he, I think he does have a job, actually. I think he works at the gym or at, works at a gym. But to be able to do this and think about where I was when I was 18 and be, yeah, that's great if you can have someone that will, will do that for you. So getting to show up for them in a way that, that I like. Um, you know, part of my love language there. Um, but just in general, it's really been helpful for my lifestyle and not worrying about rent and not worrying about uh, the business and not worrying about just anything. Yep, through Rupert, again, uh, and not having to worry about anything because things were in place. Again, my, my recommendation with the financial side is profit first. I have never read the book. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of a bastardized way that I do it. I don't know, but it works just, works out just great. Uh, if you want to read the book, cool. Um, I actually first heard about it uh, when I crashed my boy, Danny Matei. Dr. Danny Matei crashed his, his mastermind, I think, last year. And I put it in place immediately because I already had the accounts opened up. Uh, but if you want to hear more from Danny, that's episode 216, or you can go check out his podcast, the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, because he is phenomenal. Uh, but having those things in place, folks, I just... No, money does not buy happiness, but money solves problems and money creates options. And those things can contribute to one's happiness. So, no, I would never say that it's you know the be-all, end-all, but it is, if anyone tells you otherwise, I think they're lying to you. Or maybe they have a lot of money, so they're like, they don't realize it. But I would expect those people to actually realize it the most, that money absolutely can buy options it can buy you your time back it can provide safety it can solve problems for you so please listen to those episodes 174 222 both with sandy york go check them out rupert stop it we're leaving that in we're not even gonna edit that out this is this is real talk right here uh stop it rupert jeez louise get your financial house in in order. And one of the reasons I love Sandy is that she will never shame you or guilt you or make you feel like you're too far behind. And then I really just, I don't even have to prompt her to say these things in the episode because that's, this is how she is and how she, how she coaches final financial coaching and such and how she approaches things. And the big message every time being just, just start now, even if it's a penny, just start now. So as we move forward in the year, we had Rona hit, and then racism hit, and it was like, wow, this is a lot happening this year. And that gave me the opportunity to explore my own biases and, and I'll think about how I've experienced, ex what is the word that I want? How I've benefited from systemic racism. All right, had to break the episode there because Rupert was just being too much. We're going to talk about him in a second. We're going to talk about him in a second, the things I've learned from him, but... Racism hit, and again, it allowed me to explore my own biases and how I've benefited from systemic racism. And the episode I did for that was actually episode 217, Change Starts With Me. And something I've, been, I've looked at every minute, every moment since then, and, and opening my eyes to a lot of things. And 
that's also what introduced me to James Olivia, who I said is the second person who has had the most profound impact on me this year and their message of mind your business and do what you came to do. Just if you follow their, their Instagram handle is underscore or no inquisitive underscore human. Uh, that episode is 228 and the shorty recap was episode the shorty recap of the of their workshop that I attended when I first met them was episode uh, 225. But uh, I also brought on Dr. J Pop to talk about all things, uh, you know, systemic racism and such. That uh, was episode 218, and she is just crushing it this year. It has been phenomenal to watch her step into her own and be such a leader in the field and just. Dr. J-Pop, I'm incredibly, incredibly, incredibly proud of you, so keep on going. Moving forward, keeping on going, uh, I brought on Nick Strack for episode 226, and Nick Strack moderated James Olivia Chu Hillman's workshop, which again was just like transformative for me, and, and just so many gems I walked away with from that. So again, that, that, that shorty was 225 to recapped the uh, workshop but I brought on Nick Strack uh, on July 6th and I have not said hey you guys that sounded like the Goonies so I think it was not hey you guys it was hey guys maestro here Uh, I haven't said that not intentionally anyway since July 6th when I did that episode with them and was just like I shouldn't say this that's not a very inclusive it's not very inclusive language and uh, I think the the episode title was Making the Unconscious Conscious. And it was just so apropos, so fitting that I had no idea. It was like, you know, not inclusive, not really doing as much until I was in the episode and I kept saying it. And like, as I'm saying it, I'm just like, oh, I like felt some kind of way. And I was, at the end of the episode, I don't even think, I don't think, I think it was during the episode. I don't think it was afterwards. I think that Nick was going to wait until we were done recording to say something. But as I was... Uh, you know, recording the episode at one point, a lot of the time that I say, you guys listening, and I stopped myself and I was like, Nick, I feel like I shouldn't say this. Is there something else to say? And Nick was just like, uh, yeah, I was going to say something afterwards, but, and I was like, oh yeah, so we're going to learn and grow and move forward. Um, so if you want to check out that episode again, it's episode 226. If you want to check out Nick's track, they just put out you know phenomenal content and it's about parenting, but also just not. It's appropriate for anyone. So uh, their Instagram handle is Nickstrack. It's very simple, S-T-R-A-C-K, but we'll link that. Um, but yeah, during that time, the, the big influences, again, of course, Dr. J-Pop leading from the front, and she created her allyship, which is just absolutely remarkable. Um, but getting to meet James Olivia Chu Hillman and starting to really dive into what they call relational fuckery and just asking myself, what fuckery am I up to? It's been transformative for me so big shout out to james olivia chew hillman and big shout out to madison who actually is the one that put me onto it um i love social media you know this and madison barry uh my 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 wildflower i believe she had it posted in her her instagram stories and i uh had had james olivia's workshop posted in the stories and i was like i think i'm gonna do this because it's just you know, they read through the things and you're like, holy shit, this is like, yeah, I want to learn about this. This is, yes, this is it. So Madison, thank you. 
So if we move forward a little bit, I just threw him out of the room. Uh, but I also, during, during this year in, in May, I got Rupert. So if, I did an episode, 10 lessons from get, adopting Rupert the Meowstro. That's episode 209. Um, usually he's phenomenal. Right now he was being a little pain, pain in my ass. Uh, but I love that guy so much and he makes me a better person absolutely makes me a better person. The choices I make, how I show up, what I'm okay with, my patience, it's usually much better. I, I made it through about 20 minutes of him moving around and I was like, listen, you're making too much noise. Uh, but having hair around the house, which is something that before I was like, never ever. Uh, and just loving something so much beside myself. And just, he's really literally changed change my life. And thank you to all of you out there, any of you listening, who sent a Rupert gift uh, for painting, drawing, any of that. And, and thank you for seeing how much I, I truly do love this guy and how much he means to me. I also, during 2020, built a sick-ass home gym, invested in myself. Uh, I really haven't been going to CrossFit anymore. Uh, I still have membership there. I still support them. CrossFit South Bay, my boy Forrest. I'll probably bring him on for an episode uh, at some point next year. But I, I built a home gym uh, from the folks, by the folks, I don't know what you want to call it, at Grit Fitness, uh, their local pickup in SoCal in like the Fullerton area. So if you're looking for a home gym, check them out, Grit Fitness. And that has been an amazing transformation. And part of that was that was so cool. So yeah, there, again, there's a few things there. One, having the finances available to be able to do that because my money house, financial horse, horse my financial house was in order. Um, but asking so again, I think it is in the episode, but I don't remember what episode it was, but talking about the story of the, of the garage gym, where I have a two-car garage, but when I moved in, I only have one side of the garage. The other, garage, the other side was for the, the owner of the apartment that I live in, um, the building, whatever. It's like a, a four-unit building. So the guy who owns it, the landlord, the landlady, both of them, the land people, uh, they have that garage, and they were like using it for storage. So I have a parking spot, and I have the, the garage. And so at some point I asked uh, Elaine, my landlady, and I was like, would you consider renting this out? Like, I'd love to have the other side and I'd love to build this gym. Because I was kind of just, I would move my, my Jeep into the driveway and park in my spot. And then I could still work out like where, the, the, you know, in my garage if I wanted. Or the garage, the driveway is also really big. But I was like, I'd love to like expand this and be able to park and be able to work out on the other side. And she was just like, let me talk to Rick, but uh, yeah, I, I think we can do that. And it took a few months, but listen, where are we going? Nowhere. Uh, and they, they built another side of the garage. So Rick moved all of his storage stuff over there. And I got the other half of the garage. It's super big. It's super clean. It's got electricity. Like it's, it's be perfect. And I built that, that home, that home gym. So, you know, quite a few things coming together there, investing in yourself, having your financials in order so that you can, can invest in yourself uh, and asking. Uh, just really, really big there. Uh, what else happened? I brought on my brother, Justin, for episode 234. And he talked about environmentalism. And he also talked about, you know, Jedi or, or justice, uh, equity, what is it? Uh, diversity and inclusion is that acronym. And it was incredible to hear him. And he's come to visit a few times and we talk every day, but it's just something so remarkable when you see your siblings, your younger siblings become adults and become really fucking good at what they do. 
it was, and I've had people reach out and be like, that episode was awesome. And I was just like, you know what? It was. It really, really was. And it's just been incredible to see him do what he does and, and be really good at it. And, and also to see how what he's been doing, he's been so ahead of the curve, right? And talking about environmentalism, but also in talking about the racial issues and, and how that impacts and, and why environmentalism is for everyone and is everything. And I was like, holy shit, man, you've been doing this like forever. This is not like all this stuff hit, racism hit. And he was just, and by the way, my, my brother's white. So he's, he's white and he's like, I, I don't know, Irish, Italian and uh, mostly Irish, uh, half Irish and half Puerto Rican, but he's white passing. So he's living in a different, bit of a different world. And we talk about this in the episode. And I'm like, man, you've been doing this forever. Like, it's amazing when you can go to your siblings for resources, right? It's just like, wow. So brought him on. Um, I got to bring my sister on because I watched her just come into her own as well. Yes, she has two kids, but she started a blog. Uh, her Instagram handle is the Carpenter Mom. So my brother's is Jden816. I'm pretty sure his is private. Um, but my sister is the Carpenter Mom. She started a blog. She just came into her own with the, what is it called? Like not repurposing, thrifting, um, redoing the house. She did a new logo for me, like a new graphic for my logo. She's just freaking incredible. And really, I'm just watching, you know, a rocket take off. And it's been incredible to watch both of them. So just, just yeah, that, that, that happened in 2020. Um, and my other sibling, Daniel, I told you, he is like Mr. Bodybuilding, this, this kid. It's been incredible to watch the, the transformation because, you know, he's 18 now. And it's it's funny to watch because the beginning of the year you like look like me you like really skinny and now he's like a jacked gigantic man and you're like wow the gains are real so it's been awesome to watch the family grow uh in terms of also not in terms of in addition we're talking about speaking of growing and growing closer uh jill fit and i became so close and it's been really cool to have a friendship like that where we do adventures and she asked me to go skating and stuff, which I'm like, I'm going to die. But some of my best memories of living in the South Bay have been on these adventures that I go on with her and riding bikes up to Venice, which was incredible. And just really taking advantage of the South Bay life and living our best lives and pushing me in the business realm as well. Uh, you folks know we launched our Mentor Mind, which is something I would have never done on my own. Uh, you know, have some commitment issues perhaps, but just the idea also of working with some uh, committing with having, asking someone to commit to coaching for that long was a little bit daunting to me. And, you know, whether it was that I wasn't sure I could deliver in that or that I just didn't want to show up that way, you know, especially coming from the PT world, like I didn't want someone to be in my office, you know, coming in for six months unless you just had surgery or something like that. But that's, we decided to together fill in, you know, fill in each other's gaps and, and start this, this mentor mind. And I am so stoked about it. We actually already started it. It officially starts in January, but we've already had, we started it early in, in basically uh, the end of November and, you know, 80, like basically 80 people applied, which is unheard of for something like this. We ended up with 21 that we, you know, through uh, interviewing and such and people that chose to accept uh, 21 folks. And it was just like, this is amazing. So new adventures with Jill uh, around the South Bay, but also just business and, and growing. And it's been, it's been really, really, really remarkable. Really remarkable. Uh, so if you want to check her out, she's Jill Fit on Instagram. Uh, episode 112 with, with her. So that, wasn't, that was actually in 2019. So I've got to bring her back on. 
Uh, and lastly, I switched my training. So like I said, I stopped, I stopped away from, I haven't really done formal CrossFit in a long time. Sometimes it happened with my, one of my best friends, Camille, and do her workouts because she's very much into it. And it's awesome to just watch the differences and like what people like doing and what they, they keep doing. Uh, but I would go to CrossFit South Bay, but I would just be following my own programming, different programming, doing knees over toes for a bunch. I guess I should have talked about that. I did knees over toes this year. Um, I'm not sure what episode that is, but that's with Ben Patrick. And that might actually have been, how I think about it, I think that was 2019 because I did it for a year. So that'll be from, from last year. But uh, when Rona hit, I kept going for a little bit, but then I was like, this is just easier. And I absolutely kept my membership going. I'm all about supporting, all about supporting. But this is when I started being like, let me just continue to build this home gym. I had some, you know, some dumbbells and some kettlebells already because of all the traveling I was doing. That on certain days when I would travel, it'd be easier to work out at home than to try and go to the gym. So I was like, let me just expand on this. This would be pretty great. I bought that assault bike right when things happened, when lockdown first started happening, because I was like, I'm not going to go to the gym, and I don't want to have to run. And like, we couldn't run, and it was a whole thing. Uh, so getting getting these things. And then uh, I, I switched my programming to Paragon Training Method. So Ashley Pardo has been doing it, and I would do some of the workouts with her, like kind of via Zoom or FaceTime. And I was like, I like these. These are pretty good. Uh, this is more of a bodybuilding style. I'm like, I've always liked that. I did Marcus Philly's programming like that for a bit, but then it got a little boring. Um, and you have to use like a million. He's all about tempo, specified tempo and a lot of stuff. And I was like, I don't like this anymore. Um, but I've loved the training from Paragon. And so I'm sticking with that. I'm going to, I've recently put some of the knees over toes back in because I started playing beach volleyball and my my right knee was like, who do you think you are? Who? So I put that back in. I'll probably put some shoulder stuff, um, maybe some like hand stuff actually uh, into the programming, but at its core, it's phenomenal. Uh, I also brought on Lori Christine King, aka LCK. She's awesome for episode 260. So if you want to listen to that and hear about the business model for Paragon and just her wild ass, and she's leading from the front 100%. We basically became super fast friends. She actually came to stay out here. We didn't go skimboarding because it was like uh, the weather, the water was like unskimmable, just literally unskimmable. But great episode there, episode 260, new programming, uh, kind of wrapping up the year there. So if I'm going to summarize the year here, I told you, it was a little differently than the traditional, like, here's the top 10 episodes. But if I was going to summarize what has happened this year, I fell in love with where I live because I got to be here more. Rona really allowed that. It allowed people, everyone to slow down and, and take a look at life and be like, is this what I want? Am I happy? And I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm incredibly, incredibly happy. I love being home on the weekends. Like I look forward to weekends. Ashley and I have actually started a, a tradition, I guess you could say, I guess you will, I guess you could say, uh, where it's on Sundays, we go and walk to the beach. It's like a three, three hour. What am I saying? It's like a three mile walk there and three mile walk back. But we probably takes us about three hours total because we go hang out there, walk back. And it's just phenomenal. I wake up every morning. I see palm trees. The sky is blue, except for when it was like a little bit fires in the middle there, but made for really nice sunsets. But being home, just, I love it. I love that I get to work from home. I feel so incredibly grateful and blessed every single day. 
I get to take calls from here. I bought a standing desk. You know, I'm kind of trying to upgrade my office a little bit just because I'm in here all the time. And it's incredible. Like I look forward to every single day. I'm excited about every single day. I'm excited about showing up on Instagram every single day. I absolutely, absolutely love life. I absolutely love living here. I love being in the South Bay. I never want to live anywhere else. You know, travel is not really a thing right now. And it's interesting because I got Rupert and it like makes it really hard to travel anyway because I feel bad leaving him. He like gets, I don't care what people say about cats and that they're like really independent. This guy, when I leave, especially if I'm leaving for a few days, like he's not happy about it. I come back and he's in a weird way and I'm just like, you know, and when I am here, he's always nearby. That's why I had to go and throw him out of the room. So figuring that out, the whole parenting thing, I see why people like wait forever to go away because they're like, but I love being here. I love being with my kid. So I also this year embraced being a beginner. I've never been super anti being, I've never been anti being a beginner, but I knew, I do know, and I, this probably won't change. I don't like doing things I'm bad at. I, I don't champion struggles uh, when they're just like, things are not getting better. I'm like, do something else then. Uh, but I do like the, the thrill of being a beginner and being excited about something. I think that for people that have been in relationships, it's the same thing. Like when you're in the beginning phase and everything's new and exciting, like I love that for new activities. So I, I picked up skimboarding and volleyball, both of which aren't necessarily brand new. Uh, I did them when I was younger, uh, but ne- ne- neither were formal or like any lessons or anything like that. You know, I played volleyball in gym and you love it. Uh, I was once skimboarding as a kid and like up until, up until grad school. And I fell, then I fell once and I was like, uh, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore because I'm made of glass now. But I embraced being a beginner with skimboarding and volleyball and it's been so thrilling. I've made some really remarkable friends quite fast uh, with volleyball and taking lessons and just practicing outside and just being excited about something and, and wanting to to change around lifestyle things for it, right? And I think that's one of the coolest things when you find something that you're super passionate about and you're like, I want to go to bed earlier or like I'm going to do more, more my, can't speak, I'm going to do my recovery or I'm going to change my training a little bit so that I can get better at this thing and, and increase the longevity of my being able to play and do this thing. And so all those things coming together with, you know, loving where I'm living and loving being home and being home on the weekends and just being home in general and being able to work out here. That's presented me with this question of the option, you know, as if it's the business, do I want to scale or am I happy with my lifestyle? Like, and I posed this question before, but do we actually need more? And I think 2020 for a lot of people has shown us that. Are you good? I do actually need more. I talked to Danny Matei about this and other people have been like, yeah, you're gonna have to move because of taxes. And I was like, dude, I don't have uh, kids and dependents besides Rupert and he's very cheap, but my life is phenomenal here. And could I make more money? Probably. Could I truly scale the maestro and movement maestro? Probably, but also like that also means working more. And I'm all about hard work, but I'm not about working just to work. I truly do love every day. And I love how things are right now. I love where they're at. And I had this discussion with Danny the other day because one of the things I've I've said for a bit was like, I would love to have a a house or a dwelling that, you know, where I could see the water. But the trade-off for that is that like, if I move into Manhattan Beach and things like that, or Hermosa Beach even, 
it's very crowded there. I go and visit Jill. She lives in Manhattan Beach, and it's hard to bring the Jeep. It's hard to fit there. I got some space here where I'm at. I have this this bomb ass home gym now. I got two car garage and a parking spot and a big big driveway, so people can come visit me and like find parking. It's very convenient. My rent, I pay twenty one fifty. No no lies here. No hiding anything. And for some people, you may be like, oh my god, that's that's my mortgage. But also like, I love where I live. I live three miles from the beach, in a town that is phenomenal that during all of this everything that's happened nothing has really changed and i say that in the best way possible people wear their masks there's no like you know rioting happening here uh, there's no you know trump signs everywhere and more rallies or anything like that things are very good it's actually pretty remarkable i told you i go on those three-hour walks down to the beach and there's actually a lot of those like Black Lives Matter sign, but also those signs that are like, um, you know, women's rights are human rights and we believe in science. I think you know the, the signs that I'm talking about. But tons of those. And not that I, I don't know, I don't, I don't think the words that are that I was surprised, but I was surprised. Um, not, not because I think there, there are bad people there, but because they're willing to, to draw a line in the sand and be like, yes, this is actually what I stand for. In case there was any question here's your answer. And I'm just like, wow, this is, this is amazing. But life has been largely unchanged here. When the beaches were officially closed, people respected that and this did, did their things. And it's a very, very good, very privileged place to live. Absolutely. I feel very safe here. And so I don't mind paying 2150 a month. It's fine. Again, I don't have kids or anything like that. And I have a my apartment's big, a two bedroom, like I don't need more. I'm super happy. And I, I'm, gl- I'm really grateful that 2020 put that in my face to be like, do you need more? Are you happy here? Uh, Rachel Cargo, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She did a post about this. My brother shared it with me the other day about that in general, we tend to think, and I think this is probably supremacy culture in general, that we tend to think that more is better. And again, we know more is not better. Better is better. And if where you're at right now is the best, and just keep going. So as it relates to keep keeping on going, what are we doing for next year? What's on the, the agenda? And for me, that ties into my word for next year, which is lead. I am fully committed to embracing that role and every decision that I make, whether it's posting or creating something, doing it from a position of, of a leader. And I spoke about that this year and that my definition of a leader is someone who's willing to say, yeah, I said that. Yes, that was my decision. Yes, I stand behind that with everything and not being like, I'm going to take the easy road out or just like, "Eh, I don't know, I'm scared. Someone might say something. So even when it comes to posting, I've already adopted that and been like, no, we're putting this up. Never to be inflammatory or anything like that, but adopting that position and and making decisions from a place of what would a leader do? I shared this with my email list. And if you're not on it, we'll drop a link in the notes and you can join. But I shared this about my word being lead. And somebody asked, where are you taking us? Like, they were like, "I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. Where are you taking us? And I don't have a set, you know, position or des- final destination. And I think if anything, 2020 shows us that that probably isn't 
the best <laughs> to have like here's this finite fixed thing but I do have an overall theme that I'm going to be leaning on referring back to thinking about which is or a few themes here one asking questions and actually answering them I think that it, I want to say that it was Megan Brown, Dr. Megan Brown's episode. We we're talking about like asking yourself why I'm doing this well, X, Y, and Z, but then actually answering it. Because we think we forget, I think we forget that like second part of it of just like, yeah, I asked myself the questions. Like, but did you answer it? And then do something. So asking questions and actually answering them. And those questions being, are you doing the thing? And is it what you want? Are you doing the thing? And is it what you want? I think 2020 has been great at forcing people to pause and being like, is this the life that I want? Am I doing this because I'm supposed to? Am I doing this because I want to be doing it? Am I doing it because everybody else is doing it? Am I doing it because, you know, I'm trying to impress someone? Why am I doing these things? Are they what I want? I will absolutely be continuing to remind all of you that things take time. But in five years, you'll wish that you had started today which we see ties into doing the thing. So Winnie Lingovic, again, there she is, did a post about this and she said, you know, she's seeing a lot of planning going on, which is like, I guess that's a good thing. But also, instead of telling yourself, can you show yourself? Meaning, what can you do right now that will move you in that direction? It's cool to plan. I, yeah, I think there's definitely value in it. But the real money is in action. That sounded like it's in action. No, the real money is in okay, action. Are you doing the thing? My goal is to help all of you create your best life. And I truly believe that that comes from, stems from asking yourself, is this what I want? Am I doing the thing? And is this what I want? As I step into that role and, you know, live up to my word, that is where I'm going to be taking us and constantly holding up the mirror with that and reminding you of those questions, asking that of myself, leading by example. I think it's probably the most inspiring thing we can do is just simply lead by example and do the thing ourselves uh, and working towards creating our best life. I want everyone to experience the same kind of, the same level, I don't want to say kind of, the same level of happiness that I have. That may be living in the cold for some of you. I just You folks are a different breed, but that may be what it is for you. Or maybe, you know, look at my sister. For her, it is having this big family and doing these crafts and going thrifting. I just want people to be happy. I want them to live their best life. And I truly believe that starts with asking yourself, is this what I want? And then we take steps forward to make sure that what we're doing is what we want. All right. That's going to be it, man. That is that is the year in review. It's been great. And the, the timer will roll over and we'll hit 2021. Uh, I will be a, an officially one year older. Uh, my birthday is on New Year's. No big plans. I'll probably go to the beach play some volleyball because that is what I want to be doing. Maybe ride bikes up to Venice. We'll see what happens though. But yeah, I hope that you folks have had, I don't want to say a phenomenal 2020. That's not the right word. That you've had an illuminating 
2020 and it's helped you open your eyes to things, be grateful for things, change things, put things in place, take action, reflect, be grateful for things. I am extremely grateful for all of you. You listen, you support, just the way you show up for me. This community is exactly what it is. I am incredibly, incredibly grateful. Going to wrap this episode and I guess the long episodes of 2020 up. Until next time, friends, which will be on Thursday. Maestro, 